Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to episode 48 of Casual Watch Talk. 48? Finally older than me, so that's good. (laughs) I know, and we've got some really interesting news about the podcast, I'd say. We had an interesting news in review on Spotify, so we'll get get round to that. That'll be interesting. But how have you been, Chris, more importantly? Uh, Fairly fairly decent, fairly decent. Been, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, dealing with the world, as most of us are, um, and uh, dealing with... uh, purchasing christmas i i don't know how your how was your remote thanksgiving did that go well for you it was interesting we did have some friends that came over so we've got a we live in an apartment block and there's an, another couple that's as as paranoid as we are about uh social distancing and, and right so we, so they quarantine and we quarantine so we we they're the only people that we really meet so we had uh we had a sort of a thanksgiving meal with them just nice. at our apartment nice but yeah because uh, yeah. that's the thing i mean we're thinking about that for christmas i mean like if you you know if you quarantine as a couple and you spend 14 days completely like not even like just getting meals delivered and just not not interacting with anybody outside and no face to face and then yeah you and then you trust that you have friends that do the same um then yeah you get to hang out together but you absolutely have to once you get that number up to four five six seven like a family then it gets a little like did cause you know did, oh your cousin said he quarantined yeah but you know it was three days ago and he just you know he's been out partying or whatever like you cannot take that chance so yeah i know it's yeah. it's crazy isn't it the th- yeah i think i was reading today that a third of all the coronavirus cases in the world that were reported yesterday were in america so hopefully uh fingers crossed uh we did zoom thanksgiving uh it, it went okay it was okay it was it was uh it was as expected uh you know how uh, zoom has the 45 minute limit yes so my brother had an account through his work and he was like oh i'll set it up don't worry uh but wouldn't you know it uh 45 minutes is a perfect time limit for uh long distance conversations with your family yes <laughs> long distance holidays with your family 45 minutes you're like at like minute 43 i was like Okay, so I I'm I get some pie to eat or something. <laughs> I know it's dead funny. It's um the thing with the pe the pe- uh the pumpkin pie thing. It's funny when you ask other people like, oh, how was the pumpkin pie that your mum made? And then people are, like, oh yeah, it was good. Well, this year because there was none of that, it was people are like, oh, we played board games with our family over Zoom, and, and I'm like, oh, how was that? And like, oh yeah, it was all right. The faking enjoyment yeah, yeah, of the pumpkin yeah. pie is the, now the faking right. of the enjoyment of games yeah, over Zoom. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And next and next yeah next month it'll be the fruit basket. Oh, the fruit basket. The yeah, fruit basket was good. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, but uh yeah no it uh so in in light of in spite of all that uh we're uh we're hanging in there yeah absolutely well let's um i think this week we're going to do another news week and uh, like i mentioned a quick a quick recap of the year on the podcast and a big thanks to everyone that's listening but before we start that chris watch obsession mm episode yeah. 48 For, 48 this time this time around um 
I am on the hunt for a panda dial chronograph. Okay. And there is one, and, there, and sort of in order, there is, um, Bell and Ross did a 10-year anniversary one. Uh, this is like 2013, I think. This is a while ago, 2013, 2015, something like that, their 10-year anniversary. Okay. Uh, and it is amazing, and it was limited. And so, like, all the times that we pick on limited edition stuff, when you look at, when you go to find that thing, so... For however much I, we would necessarily pick on a limited edition, after 15 years, you're not going to find it. Like, it's going to be very hard to find. So so they have yeah. one that's like, you know, I think they made a thousand of them, something like that. And I was like, oh, that looks really good. I was like, oh. And then it kind of got me on a on a, on a a tear. And I was looking at it. I was like, who else makes a good a good panda dial or a reverse panda? Now, uh, are you black, black dial, white indices or black dial, white, white sub dials? What, what, what do you prefer? Or white dial, black subdials. Well, yeah, and there's so many, isn't there? I think. Yeah. I mean, it, the the de- obviously the de- Daytona is one. There's an Omega, I think, of that color scheme. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I know um, David Detroit Mint. He's working on. He's working on a panda dial. Mm-hmm. But nope. I can't think of one yeah. like straight off the top of my head from uh, the, uh, Yemma. They have okay. one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're new. Yeah, they're new. Uh... Their new chronograph looks, if I think, if I'm remembering it correctly, I'll have to look at that one. Uh, but I was looking at, um, let's see, uh, you know, kind of the the standard, the German brands, uh, Damasco's in, um, and then I moved over, I was looking at Hemmel, and I was interested, I've been in, interested in Hemmel for a while, um, but their, like, mechanical special editions, they have this, actually, a hand wine special edition, it was sold out, like, in seconds, it was like, whoosh. and then they did one, and I keep seeing it on Instagram and I'm like, oh, that's great. And I keep falling into the trap because I was like, oh, that thing's great. And I click on it and they did offer it with a Swiss mechanical movement, but they are sold out and they've been sold out for the last, you know, eight months. Um, you can get the what's it? The VK, you know, the VK. 64. Yeah, something like that. The yeah, one with Walbrook the 12, one. either the 12 or the 24 hour subdial that's completely useless that I'm with uh, uh, TJ on. But uh but yeah, I'm on. I'm on the. I'm on the hunt for uh, for something there. That was my. That was my obsession this week. Wow. Yeah. Well, my obsession's been a weird one because never before have I done this in my watch collecting journey where I've bought two of the same watch. So two of the same model of watch that look similar, but twice this year I've done it. So I bought the Breitling B1, didn't I? That had right. the military insignia on it. Nice. And then I bought the actual Breitling B1. Mm-hmm. Now, I did sell the other, the one with the military insignia back okay. to eBay because I couldn't get that. it restored. Okay. And it, in fact, hopefully next week, I'm, we're going to have a, a Breitling restorer and repairer on a watchmaker, Breitling mm. watchmaker on. Nice. So fingers crossed for that. Mm-hmm. But this week I bought, so that Walbrook that you very kindly worked on, the Neil Armstrong Thank watch. Thank you. I, I still love the mechanical one, but I was just drawn to the quartz version. Now, there's a couple of things that were... Originally, I'd back... Long story short, originally, I backed the quartz version on Kickstarter. It mm-hmm. said it was a mecha quartz three-hander, but it doesn't have the date. So then I had a crisis of conscience where I was like, <laughs> oh, I wish... I want the date. I want the date. Mm-hmm. And 
So I upgraded to the mechanical one. Right. I did kind of slightly regret it because it had that awful A1. Right. Upgrade, A1 upgrade, being, upgrade doing a lot of heavy lifting there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you very kindly upgraded the movement to the, uh, the DG movement. I've right, just talked right. about this on my watch collection review. But then I still had this be in my bonnet about I really want to see what the quartz is like. I'm just going to have to buy it. And it was it was expensive just to see it. It was $300 on a beads of rice bracelet. But a couple of interesting things about it are, well, first of all, it doesn't have the date. So I'm just going to see how that sits with me. And But the other thing is it's a Mecha Quartz three-hander. Have you ever seen the Mecha Quartz three-hander? Um, I, I, I think so on video, not in, not in person. Yeah, so honestly, I, I don't know why more people don't use this Mecha Quartz three-hander. Well, I do because it doesn't have the date. Right. But it's got a sweep in second hand. Right, yeah. It's, it's, I think it must be five beats a second or something. But honestly, Close you, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't tell it apart from maybe like a 4R, and not a 4R35, the 7S26 movement okay. because of that. So it's a little bit or something. Yeah, 21600, yeah. But it, but it looks the business. You, you would be fooled into thinking that this is a, a mechanical if you hmm. didn't know better, if you were just looking for that tick. I think the reason that it's not used more is, A, there's a it hasn't got the date, and also it, it, the battery life, they say, is two right. years. Yeah, whereas normal quartz is, yeah. is normal quartz five years or so, or, or At least, three yeah. to five years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, seen, I've seen some variation between three and five years, Dep- you know, depending on, like, the... You know, a lot of factors. Like if it's, a, you know, if it's a fashion watch, that there it is, the cheapest battery they possibly could have purchased for that. But if it's a, you know, like uh, Christine has a uh, Frederic Constant dress watch, Moon Phase, you know, and it's actually nice because it's got a battery in it, and it, you know, five years, no problem. So now you have two Walbrooks. Yes. They they're but one of them doesn't have the date. You are just in a quandary now. So one of them doesn't have a date, but it's the it's the me- me- mechanical quartz or mecha quartz. Yes. Sweeping seconds. Low battery life. The mechanical one was doing okay and then and then not not doing as well timing wise. Is that is that the story there? Yes. So you the you timed it and it was mm-hmm. impeccable. It was less than one second a day variance mm-hmm. and I was wearing it every day. And then for some reason the last week or so it's it's dropped to like minus eight seconds now i've only been timing it on my app okay i'm usually pretty careful is with it, my watches it now just now this is just from troubleshooting like watchmaker nerd questions is it because if it if it gains time if it loses time certain things like it maybe if it was magnetized magnetized maybe hit it with some accidentally like got it got it near a, a solid magnet maybe i don't know do you have one of those demagnetizers you know, I don't have one uh, anymore. It's possible. Mm. I always think of, and maybe this is a, a myth that we can dispel. I always thought if a watch was magnetized, that it was a huge, like it would lose two minutes or gain two minutes or that the, the sway was quite great. Uh, not that I've seen. So it, it it really depends on the amount of field that it was, that it was uh, hit with. And then how close and then where inside the watch. So, I mean, if you zapped the mainspring or, you know, the hairspring, excuse me, with, you know, uh, uh, neodymium, like, uh, you know, rare earth magnet, like directly on it, right? Obviously, 
it's going to take a super nosedive immediately. It's it's going to you're going to see some funky funky timing stuff going on. But I but I've seen in the past I've had um I I think I magneti- magnetized one of my uh, my Seiko turtle at one point. And it was just enough where it was just giving me like I was timing it and then all of a sudden it took a turn just like what you described. And then like it starts losing like 15, 15 plus seconds a day. I think it was, it was like 15 seconds a day. And I'm like, Hmm, I don't know. Demagnetize it. Seemed like it came back and was okay. So it's, it's one of those things I, I feel like field strength and like exposure, like the same amount, you know, like, did you, did you press it against a speaker or maybe it was this like, Sometimes doors, door latches, like in cabinets and stuff, will have little magnets in them, and you never know if you just, you know, wand the thing past it and it just gets a little magnetized. I don't know, but something to to look at. And um, yeah. if you want a end of year gift idea, watch people. You can uh, you can either get you know get yourself or buy another watch person. The the, the uh, demagnetizer is really easy. Like you can get an inexpensive one. You know what are they like twelve bucks on Amazon? It's just uh. It's literally just an electronic transformer that creates a uh, a magnetic field, an alternating magnetic field. You place your watch on it, and then you slowly pull it away. Tons of YouTube videos on how to do it. So there's also an app on the phone now. I don't know how it works really by that Lepsi graph, Lepsi maker. Oh, correct, yeah. So I'm going to try that. I I mean, I think it basically uses the tiny magnets that are in the speaker for... You're not supposed to put it on your phone. You're supposed to hold it near the speaker, so the top of the iPhone. Yeah, so most accelerometers have a magnetometer built into them. So that actually knows uh, the north-south. It knows the poles. Yeah. Right. I'll give that a go. I'll give that a go. That's Um, That's a good suggestion. And see what you get. And And you're right. Yeah, a lot of times the... That sensor is often in different places in phones um, or tablets, things like that. So you kind of got to know where that sensor is. And then it's easy enough to find it with a, you know, a magnet or a, if you've got a screwdriver or something, something metal that'll find it. So cool. Well, I'll try that app and then we'll see whether it's uh, magnetized or not. But yeah, I've been liking this quartz. I've been going through a bit of a, a quartz phase, as you'll know from my most hated video that I've uploaded <laughs> recently, which is know, a hilarious... Right? Now, joking aside, I, I've got such a great subscriber base that I don't often get a lot of dislikes on my uploads. But for some reason, I uploaded my collection review and it seems to have really rubbed, well, at least six people up the wrong way. Right, right. <laughs> so, some rough comments uh, in there too, but definitely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so if anybody's not seen it, I've inadvertently, would you say, Chris, I've inadvertently pared my collection down to three watches. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't No, I... I don't I won't give you inadvertently. I feel like I feel like you did it on purpose. But I mean I, I feel like you know what you want. Yes. And and I definitely feel there's an element where, you know, you're a YouTube watch reviewer and and you get to see, you know, and try on stuff all the time. Yeah. So so I feel like you're not get you're you know, so it's funny how like and some of the comments I'll, I'll definitely uh, pull out. Like some of the comments were, you know, you had a you had a tutor, you had a speedmaster, and and in a lot of collectors' minds, that's like two on the list of the ten that you need, and yeah. then and then you get a free Rolex at the end. I think is what happens. <laughs> so <laughs> so no, but I mean, like those types of collectors that are just like you know, okay, well, you know, I need a speedmaster, I need a a, a tutor, uh, Black Bay. 
I need a uh, Omega, I need the Planet Ocean, or I need the, you know, I need a Chronograph, I need a Flieger, I need this, you know, Submariner, I need, mm. you know, Day Date. And I get it. It's fine. It's just that's not who you are as a collector. No. And the interesting thing was that the, a lot of people commented, oh, that Speedmaster's gone up in price now. Oh, and right. Like, <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, well, first of all, I sold it for double what I paid for it, but I did have to hold it on. So I'll just I'll just do a, a, a reply to that. Mm-hmm. First of all, I did make a little bit of money on it, but I didn't sell it because I thought I was going to make money on it. Right. I sold it because kind of fell out of love with it a bit after 12 years plus we've talked about this on the channel where i got it serviced and then it became like a precious object to me because right. it was so well serviced exactly highly recommend omega servicing but i actually used the money and then inadvertently put it into my investment account and the way that the year's been going it has gone up in price so mm-hmm. and the thing is it wasn't that easy to liquidate it still took me a month, maybe six weeks on Chrono24 to find mm-hmm. a buyer. Mm-hmm. I then had to post it, which cost a fortune. The buyer had to pay a import duty because it went to the UK on the other side. So it's not... When you say, oh, that, that watch has gone up in value, yeah, it, but it might have gone up in value, but it's you still got to liquidate it right, to get right. that value. So it yeah. wasn't like it, it's easy to yeah. liquidate. It's not yeah, like I'm suddenly yeah. sat here thinking, yeah. oh, I could have got an extra... Five hundred dollars for it. Yeah, it, it brings it for me. It's two points. It's the first point is the endowment effect, which is so that's great that you think that this thing is worth X, but yep. it's not. Nothing is worth anything until someone else is literally handing you the money for it. That's when that is worth. You know, so they just they have this. You get this idea. You're like, oh, it's worth four thousand dollars. You're like, well, yeah, in your mind, but until you exactly. go on eBay, Chrono Twenty Four. It's um, funny. I made that upload about Rolex. Um, a while ago and i need to redo that upload mm-hmm. because i, I kind of messed up i was i wasn't looking at the camera properly but anyway if you'd bought a rolex submarine in 2010 if basically if you had the foresight and you mm-hmm. were you were stood at outside a rolex ad and you were like i'm either going to spend eight thousand dollars on a submariner or i'm going to buy eight thousand dollars worth of of amazon shares right if you knew what you knew yeah. now in 2020 you would have never even set foot in that yeah, rolex exactly AD. of course of course yeah so yeah it's got up in value to maybe right, right. uh fifteen thousand dollars to yeah, submariner yeah, but yeah, the yeah. the amazon yeah. shares you would yeah. be looking down the nose of 20 or thirty thousand dollar profit yeah and 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 exactly and then my and that's my second point and my second point is yes gas was only a dollar when I was a teenager, it is no longer a dollar. It costs yes. a lot more now. And food costs a lot more and housing costs a, a whole lot, hell of a lot more, et cetera, et cetera. So you're like, well, yes, you know, could you wait? Could you have waited for it to go up in value? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. But also uh, you, what your dollar is worth, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's funny. And maybe I'll do another episode on this about how I don't. I love watches and I love collecting them, but I don't get overly emotionally attached to them where I wouldn't sell them, except for the ones that are, that I inherited. And they're important yeah. because of yeah. the people who owned yeah. them were important to me. Yeah, The S- Speedmaster I liked because of its history, but it didn't hold 
importance to me. It was I got married in the watch, but I'm still married to my wife. Like my wife's still there. <laughs> I don't need the watch to remind me that I'm right. like of my special marriage right. day. Yeah, my wife is yeah, still around. Yeah, <laughs> you certainly tri- you definitely tri- you definitely triggered a bunch of people because I, I, I again know. I feel like it's that I feel like that you know that precious object that you have to collect them all. And then for you to just be like, eh, I don't need this anymore. You know, it's not important to me. I mean, as a, you know, as a person, like, good on you to be at that state, you know, to be like, eh, yeah, it's just a thing, you know. And I think a lot more people uh, could use that sort of thinking, you know. I, I mean, you know, I can think of uh, same thing with, like, cars, you know. Yeah, there's a, I like, do love oh, my car, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, but, this, but that same sort of, yes. like, it's a car. You're going to drive, like, you know, where they're like, Oh, you know, I drove it and it got scratches on the front bumper and now I have to like completely seal it so that it'll never be scratched. And then soon I will start a museum and have people, you know, pay a donation to see my 1989 Corvette. And you're like, no one cares. Like, No one cares. And it's not a precious object. So are you going to drive your, you know, are you going to drive your car or you're not going to drive your car? Like that's the, you know, so you're sort of, you're, I think you're one step ahead, but also, yeah, for those, um, that are maybe, you know, and then you have to look at the fact that maybe they're, uh, that's their goal. That's their collection goal. And for yes. you to say like, oh, I don't need the Speedmaster anymore for me. You know, maybe they took that as maybe like a, you don't need a Speedmaster. That's not what you're saying. No, you're just absolutely saying, not. It's yeah, a great watch. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe there was a little confusion there. So I sold the Tudor and I mentioned, I don't know, it sounds funny even when I repeat it back that about the bracelet annoying me so much, but it was... And I don't know whether this is being like from the north of England, but it was the principle of the thing that annoyed me. It wasn't, it was the principle of if you could have got it on the watch, it was $400, but aftermarket it was 800 I know, and, and there were, there was, nobody would give you a price because I went into a, a couple of jewels. I'm like, oh, how much is the bracelet if I bought the watch without it? I went into watches of Switzerland in 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 new york the flagship store for them i went in a local ad's here the ad that i bought it from mm-hmm. and everyone was super cagey about what the bracelet was after market because like mm-hmm. oh well there's so few of them now tudor haven't really released it and i think it's because everybody knew that oh well tudor are gonna about yep. to stiff you for the best yeah. part of 800 dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous it's a yeah. piece of stainless steel I that know. is machined into yep. a bracelet yep yep it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, they're doing the, like, again, car options. It's just the, like, if you don't add that option when you buy the car, it's so much. I mean, some companies charge so much money for it. You're just like, you're like, oh, I'll have the, oh, can I have the cool spoiler? Oh, okay. Well, this, uh, this is the cool spoiler package and it adds $58. And you're like, okay, sure, whatever, cool spoiler. But like, if you want it and the car doesn't have it, you're like, that'll be $570. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, what the hell? So it's, it's just a dirty trick. Exactly. And I know this is a very, a very fragile thin of moral ice that I'm standing on saying this about <laughs> Tudor because I will argue to the death that Apple make the best computers. But the same thing will happen there. Like if you don't buy RAM at the right. point of sale on some of the, <laughs> right. especially the new Mac Mini, yeah, you, yeah. you cannot upgrade it. It is right. unupgradable. Physically impossible. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, I know I'm, I'm on a very thin piece of uh, moral ice here. Yeah. So. yeah. 
Anyway, well, before we dive into a couple of news stories and then some interesting podcast news that's happened this year, and a big thanks to everyone, we'll just pause for a very quick ad break. Hey, it's Chris from the Casual Watch Talk podcast. As our longtime listeners know, we often talk about cars here on the pod, and that's no coincidence. Like a lot of mechanical watch lovers, we're both into cars and racing. A couple years ago, I curated a collection of automotive-inspired straps and started the Camping Auto Club. Camping Auto Club watch straps celebrate the rich history of automotive liveries with their inspired colors. Available in a single-pass NATO, two-piece, and our new super-comfy elastic NATO. Check out Campionato Club on the web. That's championship in Italian, C-A-M-P-I-O-N-A-T-O dot club. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. Well, first off, it's been a fantastic year on the podcast, and we really appreciate everybody that's listened, mm. and then everybody that's joined us over on the Facebook group as well. One of the ways that we release the podcast is on Spotify, and Spotify did a very interesting 2020 year in review for Chris and I. Chris hasn't seen this yet, so I'm going <laughs> to hit him with some pretty interesting stats First of all, I'd like to start with our number one growth area. Number number of times Chris said, um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Different stats. <laughs> no, they, they don't have that stat. That would be, um, I mean, the same for me as well. Right. The So our number one growth area is actually in the United Kingdom. Okay. So what do you think okay. about that? Oh, it's, uh, I mean, you know, our expat, expat versus, I mean, the, the United States start versus expat. Maybe they just, yeah. You just gave you just gave the link to a lot of your your friends from home. That's what happened. <laughs> Maybe. Well, <laughs> do you know who didn't give a link to a lot of their friends at home? Mm-hmm. Yes, Chris. Unfortunately, <laughs> out of fifty two percent of our U.S. audience, only five percent are from Massachusetts. Oh, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Sad. So, but twenty percent are from California, so you, you've All moved right. to the right place. I mean, you I are guess more like California. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've not been. I looked. I was uh, fifteen, going on fifteen years now. So <laughs> maybe I could start. We could, you know, we just change accents. Harvard, ka, so wicked, so wicked, wicked watch accent. Is that what we need to do? <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast has been downloaded or listened to in thirty-eight different countries. Oh, that's great! That's All amazing. right. All right. And if you listen to all 39 episodes this year, if you listen, if you were a uh, listener that listened to all 39 episodes, you have listened to 1,855 minutes of Chris and I talking. Okay. All right. All right. That takes some, that takes some patience, I guess, or, or, or one hell of a commute. (laughs) We really, really appreciate it. And then I am just about to both thank our Swedish listeners who Mm. is after the uk australia usa and canada sweden is our next biggest listener base all right so i'm going to say to our swedish fans i'm just about to murder this but uh, you'll have to forgive me tack for atdu listener which right. either okay. means okay. thank you for listening or i've really offended some people all right all right maybe <laughs> pro- probably yeah maybe well you tried it's good <laughs> we tried <laughs> we so tried. big thanks yeah, and a big thanks absolutely. to all of our listeners across the world. We yes, really appreciate sure. you listening. That's great. That's great. Well, that was that was a little bit of fun. I've also posted on the Facebook group the little link to the wrap-up that Spotify did for us, so you'll be able to see some of the stats on there. Let's continue with some news stories. Now, it's been a pretty light news week, I think, in the watch world. The only yeah. one that 
I could see was there's a, a big story about Hodinkee. So Hodinkee have just raised done another round of funding uh, investment funding for mm-hmm. their expansion whatever that means mm-hmm. and the documents reveal that with their new funding that the whole of the Hodinki business mm-hmm. is valued at a hundred million dollars and they've also got a new CEO that came from Mr. Porter mm-hmm. which I know the website but I didn't realize it was owned by Richemont Oh, okay. So what do we think about that? $100 million? $100 million. Well, I mean, I think as, as a company, any, any, any time that you can, as a company, list a thing on your website for uh, $38,000, no, $3,800, $5,000, $5,000, and in, I don't know, 28 seconds, have all of them purchased, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's, uh, that's a valuable company, no matter what, uh, no matter what they sell. So. <laughs> yes, I know. And I'm dying to make a joke about how they raised $40 million by making 40 desk clocks that are a million dollars a piece. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I know. But I mean, as a company, I give it to them. Good job. Good job, Vaniki. Uh, amazing. Uh, but also, at the same time, you are uh, alienating a market while you're, while you're moving up. So, <laughs> and I suppose it shows that there's a lot of interest in watches in general. Mechanical watches, we'll say. But as if swooping in from that uh, that success may be a future disc- uh, way to disgruntle their uh, reader base is that, did you hear that they're releasing a John Mayer limited edition G-Shock? Uh, I, did, I did not, but I'm already, I'm already searching for it right now. At the time that Chris and I are recording this, all you can see on their website is a, a countdown digital clock which is saying that in two, two days, 14 hours and 20, two days, 14 hours and 20 minutes, you can log in to be blessed <laughs> with the opportunity to buy this John Mayer Hodinky G-Shop. Yeah. I, I'm guessing it's going to be a, what, a D, the, the 5600 in it, white? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, it, so this, this brings up a good point. And we, maybe we need to like take this take this uh strand of thought here i was just having a conversation with my brother and we were talking about like the impossibility of getting a playstation right now yeah because what is and you've seen this movie sam you know what's going on what is happening is you can't walk into a best buy and get it because quarantine whatever blah 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 blah. so you have to buy it online well guess what a thousand Flippers have already bought them online and they're on eBay for $1,800 and, you know, and, and crazy prices. We've seen this movie and it's just online e-commerce retailers in not only in general, but like for, for all of them need to figure this out. Absolutely. And they, and eBay will argue this till their dying day that, They'll justify this morally, but they are the biggest, and all of them, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Craigslist and so on. They should ban people reselling items that are just released. I, I feel that it's almost, see, I'm, I would say the opposite. I would put it on the manufacturer, okay. you know, because, you know, kind of your, like your stainless steel comment, like it's not like a run on a stainless steel, you know, and the same sort of thing, yes. but, but they could come up with, you know, this like login, create an account. Now, maybe, maybe I've spoke, maybe I've assumed and we're sp- spoken too soon. But if like 
you have to create an account and you can only order one with an account creator and the account is tied to a real human? I mean, listen, I know scalpers are going to get around it. I know we're going to make 15 accounts for the cousins. I, I, I get it. But at the same time, it isn't like I can just go, oh, PlayStations? Yes, I'll have a thousand. Enter, gone. All PlayStations now. You know what I mean? Or 60 of them or whatever. You know what I mean? Or another way of doing it, I just, I, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but I've got a, I mean, I'm a big Xbox guy, but, you know, you've got your um your gamer ID on Xbox, so why not offer it to the PlayStation members right. of their... Yeah, yeah. First, because and, they obviously have it, have it, have a PlayStation already. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, both my brother and I, same uh, frustration. I have the money for this. I have the wherewithal to buy it. And I can't like so frustrated because you're just like, this is not like this is not some ancient stone that's that's only one of this is just this is a manufacturing process like we need to figure this out. So it really sours the whole purchasing uh, experience and especially so now that we are forced or mostly online. I mean, I don't know if you saw the news, but it was like you know cyber everything and then they were like you know online shopping incredible increase you're like yeah n- no duh kind of <laughs> it's funny because so. we went into the local target here and they had a a frame board outside saying we don't have the new xbox we don't have the new playstation right and yeah. i was like wow there's a bit yeah. coming up to christmas as well yeah and and i and i think that those companies are are either playing either they're just negligent or they're playing some game because there was a, a whole thread on the the PlayStation and the Xbox, their distribution, where they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to send, you know, oh, we have, uh, you can order 60 of them. And so Target or whatever, this particular Target is like, yeah, we'll get 60 of them, fine. And they're like, okay, here's your three. They do that to the Rolex ADs, don't right. they? Right. I know. It's, exa- it's exactly what I said to my brother. I was like, oh, I've seen that before. I know what that. Yeah, it sounds exactly like where they just, you you just ask for an allocation and then you don't know what you're going to get. And then you, your, you know, mysterious uh, palette of stuff shows up and it and has X, Y, and Z on it, depending on some formula that the manufacturer has determined that you're going to sell. Oh, just, just let me buy it. Just let me buy the John Mayer Hodinky G-Shock. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I I mentioned this on the podcast before, but that Hodinky Oris that they made, that beautiful Oris that they made, the mm-hmm. with the grey dial. I'm sure if they kept that as a consistent model, I don't I don't know how I would ever prove this, but I feel like they would have probably sold more than making it the way they did limited edition because they're right. going for silly prices. Yeah, on... and, and and it's not like they're collecting the the. $200 in tax money every time that thing gets resold on eBay. And it's not like they're collecting the extra six, six $700 that they're collecting on eBay. So that's other people's money that are making that. So it's like, you know, they made their initial money, but that's it. That's a that's a very interesting point, isn't it? I, I know I, I've been sort of flirting with the idea of buying the new Xbox, but that's something that put me off big time was right. like, hey. Right. Um, which is annoying because I've made the, I've bought, I don't. We're in like casual video game talk here, but I really <laughs> a like a game okay. called Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, like my yeah. favorite. So I bought the new yeah. one, the Valhalla one, and it's designed for both the new Xbox and the current Xbox uh, One. 
but the cutscenes are really laggy. It almost encouraging you to. It's this forced they obsolescence, made, right, isn't it? Right. They made it just fast enough where you're like frustrated a little bit to be like, I could play this on better hardware. That's funny. Exactly. It makes you think you get like, because uh, I'm thinking it now. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe this would be a lot smoother on the new Xbox. So I'm like, oh, no, yep. I'm falling into the trap here. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's really interesting what you said about when we've talked about limited editions in the past and we've talked about these aren't made of scarce resources and things mm-hmm. like that. Todd, who on our Facebook group, who's our resident Seiko expert, and in fact, he bought the John Mayer limited edition g-shock to my attention but like a lot of my seiko knowledge that i've uh, stolen from him i'll just play it off as if i'd come up with that idea but um mm-hmm. he he's been looking for a omega and he found this and i didn't know this it's the james bond c master so the james bond c master that we used to seeing but omega have released one in platinum and right. they want 50 grand for it i yep. can't fathom because platinum ounce for ounce is it's a little bit cheaper than gold you can buy two troy ounces of platinum is it, is it say now? is it now it used to be more but yeah gold's gone crazy at the moment oh but that's okay okay yeah troy ounce of a yeah. troy ounce of pure platinum mm-hmm. say it's t- two grand or three grand yeah it's not five times the price of right. what the, the normal standard right. omega is right five, five, maybe it's maybe it's six grand with tax Right. That's a hell of a leap from $6,000 right. to 50. You would have to be you would have to not care about money to buy this watch. Yes. It, it's right. almost yes. an obscene that, waste that, of money. Yeah, that FU money. <laughs> yeah. But all the good that could be done with what that $42,000. I know. I mean, you could yeah. buy an entire watch collection with that. Yeah. And and nobody is going to know right. that this C, this Seamaster is made of platinum because it just looks like the steel version yeah 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 that that like hidden money desire i just i don't know i don't know i don't know who gets this i don't (laughs) we are not the as what that definitely we've talked about this on the show before we are not the audience for that watch so it's cool omega go make your you know mark up your platinum by ounce so you saw an interesting upload that generelli did didn't you and i haven't seen this yet it's really good yeah, she did uh, uh, giving watches as gifts. You'll have to. Uh, it's easy to find her uh, her channel, but uh, it was a really good, uh, really good idea, and she had some uh, interesting, interesting comments and and suggestions about giving watches as gifts. And my uh, my takeaway, and and we should talk a little bit about. You know, we've got the holiday season coming up, so we can talk a little bit about that. And having had uh, attempted to give watches as gifts or given watches as gifts. Um, yeah, she made a couple of good points. Um, you know, first, like, okay, you know, just some general, like the size, you know, if you're going for, so men, if you're buying for, uh, ladies, women, uh, 36 is still a giant size watch. (laughs) So, yes. So you're like, we, it wasn't, but 15 years ago, men were all walking around with 36 millimeter cased watches. And now, uh, that can be, you know. That can be uh, seeming. It seems like a small size. It's not. Um, I ran into this when I bought my wife uh, the Stova, and it was uh, it was a 
like a 36 option and then the 40. And then I was like, there was no way 40 mil and it didn't have like a bezel or anything. This is just a, this is a Stova, like a uh, minimalist, their, um, their Bauhaus style color. Um, and ju- it's just all dial. And so if it's all dial, just like you, you know, just like a man, you know, man's, uh, watch, I mean, you take a 40 mil, uh, Orient, uh, Bambino and it looks a giant, even compared to something with a bezel yeah it's funny you should say that i've got that if you watch my collection review i've got that cwc watch which i ended up giving to my father-in-law and unfortunately when he when he passed away it came back into my collection i've been trying to persuade my wife to wear it because i think it it would it looks really cool on the nato but yeah it dwarfs her wrist. It's like me wearing a 45 right. or 48. Yeah, it's, it's a big, yeah. I mean, that is, and there is a style now uh, called the boyfriend watch where the where women will wear a larger men's size watch, a 40 mil watch, a 30, you know, something like that. But but that's a style question that... And I wonder whether this will be a, 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 a question that comes up with the fact that the Submariner has increased because I worked with a lot of uh, women who can pull off a submariner right it looks it looks great paired with jewelry and stuff the previous one that was smaller mm-hmm. but I, i've heard a couple of the, i know uh, i used to work with somebody she had the kermit one and she was mm-hmm. saying that the biggest problem is that the bracelets will not go they can only be reduced so much right because yeah because right yeah you just and then you run out of right you run out of links because the first like four links on that on both sides are the taper links yeah. And so then and then the clasp is, you know, 20 something millimeters. <laughs> and so then you're like, so you're like 20 plus 20. So, yeah, we're down to, you know, so if you're down under, you know, 60, 60 centimeters or not 60 centimeters, sorry. Uh, there's de- if you're down under that size, small size. Um, the other thing that was interesting was she mentioned uh, everyday use. So what this person would sort of what are they going to wear it with are they going to know um i would be hesitant to get someone a dress watch for this reason because you're like here's a nice dress watch and then like the next time you see them they're like banging it around under the car and you're like ah (laughs) like what are you what have you done it's funny you should say this one of my watches that you'll never see on my collection review and i never wear it is a watch that my mom this is the biggest issue with buying a watch for somebody who is a watch collector because yep. we're all like really picky. And, and not only are we picky about what we like, but our tastes change, don't they? So exactly. like one day you're like really into, I'm really into chronograph. Like me, I'm I'm awful with this. Oh, I'm right. really into mechanical. And now I'm like really loving quartz. And now I'm like, right. whereas my mum got me this watch that is, she bought it from the, um, the Imperial War Museum in... Mm-hmm london so she did that very loving thing that mums do where they're like oh i remember when you were a kid you really liked this war museum and uh, so i bought you this watch i'm like yeah that was 32 years ago mum you know i really appreciate the offer but um so unfortunately she bought me this sort of winter it's a quartz watch um gold sort of color uh with winston churchill's face on it and then it's got a quote of winston churchill around it it was a, it was a lovely thought, and I've told her this, but it's definitely not a watch I would wear. Right. I don't know where yeah. I would wear it. Yeah, you just I can't. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice it's a nice gesture. And I was just about to say, like a lot of this is fraught with disappointment. 
and and I have I have a couple of my own suggestions as to as to maybe uh, rules that you could follow. Yes, and and my my rules are if they are younger. So about I don't know five years ago, I got my youngest brother, who is ten years younger than me, a Seiko mechanical, the mechanical field watch, the the SNG, the that you know that everybody that you know eighty dollars on Amazon, ninety dollars on Amazon, whatever it was, and it's one of those things where it's like, if he's interested in mechanical watches, this will definitely spark that interest. If he's not, whatever, he'll enjoy this watch. Uh, it's you know self winding, keeps decent time, uh, it's waterproof, etc. Um, so you, you sort of uh, and and Jenny kind of in her video she said you know uh, if they even wear a watch like so that was yeah. like the other thing too because you're like if you just see someone and you think like oh they would look good with a watch on but like some people are just like I don't want to I don't want to have, have anything on my wrist it feels weird when I have anything on my wrist or I haven't worn a watch in twenty years or whatever um, so I would say young and then and then anyone who's older but has definitely shown some enthusiasm for watches so that you you would say and and again it's it's all about curbing your disappointment where you would say i think this person would enjoy this this watch um they could add it to their collection uh, and it wouldn't be a disappointment if they weren't wearing it every day and it wasn't this, you know, like magical thing. I mean, I, I think that we put too much uh, into gift giving these days uh, where we think it's got to be this like magical thing. Yeah, I, I, t- I actually agree with you because I think this is one of the many, this is why it's fraught with issue buying a watch for somebody. Even honestly, Chris, I don't know whether I could pick a watch bang on that you would like do you know if right that, yeah because th- we're so you really have to understand somebody and the types of watches that they like and the type right. of things that they're into to um to buy them a watch as a watch collector i think it is quite a difficult thing unless you you ask them or yeah i was gonna say it, it i feel you have a gauge of how interested you are in the in the hobby whether it be watches or anything that you would buy a gift for and it's interesting. So you have to like, you want to find someone who's like, you know, between zero and 10 is like a three, you know, where they're like, they, they enjoy a nice watch, but they don't really care. <laughs> like they don't, they, they don't have an opinion on Swiss movements. They don't have any sort of idea of the, the cost structure and the importation and the movement and, and how it's made it. Da, 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 da. They, uh, might appreciate a mechanical thing. They might appreciate a mechanical watch. Okay. You know, you want that person that's like a two and a half to a three. Once you yeah. get past a seven, like you said, I mean, I couldn't, I don't, you know, I could, I could think of, I could think of probably 10 watches that you might be interested in, but I guarantee five of them you'll be like, now. Nah. It is funny. And the other thing as well, this is why I never understand. Uh, and it doesn't, thankfully, it doesn't happen on our facebook group so much and and i wouldn't mind if it did but especially like the urban gentry for example i think people who are are new into watch collecting they rightly go there because it's it's a great source of advice totally when they're like would you buy this watch or this watch or what would you recommend for under a thousand dollars and you're like look this is that is not a that is a a question that is at least 50 questions long like yeah 
Yeah. How much I say this for people at work, and and I had a conversation with somebody at work um, this week about watches, and I've one or two things is Hamilton is always the default. Isn't yeah, it? it's like okay. Hamilton, yep. good good value for money. Yeah, but then I've started saying, look, how do you feel about American watchmaking? Because you can get something really unique, mm-hmm. maybe made in. I was chatting to a a, a guy, uh, Jason, who just started at our work. A big shout out to him if he's listening to the podcast. Um, about he's from Illinois. I'm like, actually, that's a great place to find a watch, either yeah. an old watch or a new watch company that started. Yeah. Get yeah, something that's exactly. localized to you that really means something. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just going into, um, you know, these these high street stores. And I think I was we were talking about this on, uh, I forget whether it was on the Facebook group as well, where I was thinking that I think... Like like you said, if you're if you're a watch collector, but you you don't know enough yet, you can fall right. into this um, idea that an expensive watch is a good watch. Right. Yes. Yes. And yeah. like you said, if you're a three, then that is that yeah. that is risky. You can that's where you need advice from people. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Where where you're like, oh, I saw this. You know, I saw this fashion watch on Instagram, and I'm really, you know, this this I am drawn to this, and. Yes, please, please, if anything, like step in immediately and be like, oh, my God, no, don't look at, the, you know what I mean? Like, don't look at that. I find uh, and and for other things, I try to recognize when I am not the when I'm when I'm not really interested in 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 the, it as a hobby or, or as an interest as a, in, in its expertise, et cetera, um, where I'm just like, like just random example, like chef's knives. Yes, I'm sure there is a Reddit forum and, and a podcast and dedicated to just this, right? To just this, but I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like I don't, I doesn't. I'm sure, whatever. And so all I want to do is I want to break through and just I want to be like, hi guys, yeah. So just give me the best value for me for what I need to do, chef knife, and and let me buy it and and let me feel good about my purchase because everyone on the channel is like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. You know, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. very much like I'm drawn to watches that do that. Like on Instagram where where I'll post up a picture and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, it's a really good watch. You know, and, and you'll recognize it like Hamilton, another one. Like that's a good, those brands sort of, uh, are, I, I'm drawn to those brands for the for the solution there, you know, that they could just solve that problem. Like, oh, I just want a decent watch. This is mechanical and I'm kind of interested. You're like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know? It's funny we're doing this. It's funny you should mention about Chef's Knife. We're doing the exact same thing with mattresses. And there's oh, this yeah. guy who's make who makes just some incredible mattress-based content for YouTube. But I feel sorry for him because he's always asking for subscribers, but it's like a mechanics channel. You wouldn't subscribe to a mattress channel because right. you you're like tell me the mattress to buy I've bought yeah, it. and then i'm out right you get I'm your one like view and that's it uh, right. I, don't, I don't want a collection of mattresses <laughs> exactly uh, welcome to the mattress room uh have a have a seat anywhere <laughs> yeah well that's that i guess that's a uh, probably probably there's a very interesting probably a very funny joke there between things that turn on a watch collector and things that wouldn't turn on a mattress collector patina <laughs> <laughs> You definitely don't want a patinaed mattress. This is a 1990s model. Uh, they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. There was a. Are these are these stains are, are these stains original? Are these original stains? <laughs> no, we had it serviced and they steamed off half of them. Or right. yes, there was a defect in the materials oh, we used God. and it turned brown. Right. You're like oh, uh, I definitely oh. don't want that mattress right. then. Oh, <laughs> Whereas geez. a watch collector, it took I know, the loom right? turned brown. 
Here's an extra fifteen thousand dollars. Wait, they they made one with red stitching one time. Oh, I gotta get that one. (laughs) There was a misprinted label on the mattress. That's me. But but you're absolutely you're absolutely right. It's like the that you know you 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 would only go to that channel one time to get that advice, and and that's the thing. Like if you're so if you're just if you're buying a watch for someone, just keep that in mind because yeah, it's definitely very fraught with danger yeah and if you want a top 10 (laughs) watches to buy in a certain category i don't think there's a single uh genre of that that teddy balbazar hasn't done and hasn't done well so it's yeah (laughs) go to his channel exactly well that's been uh that's been really cool well that's been awesome chris thanks for that Uh, and thanks to everyone that's listened to the podcast as always we really appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time on casual watch talk thanks guys bye